0: they have unfinished business to take care of from last tournament and i think that magic continues welcome to the sports forecasters podcast thank you for tuning in today this podcast has been created not to dwell and over evaluate what has already happened in the sports world but to predict and to forecast what has yet to come from game picks to draft picks and from trades to free agent signings we will let you know what happens before it happens your hosts nick and nate Will evaluate, study, and understand sports patterns, tendencies, and nuances to better prepare you on what to expect. Just like Weatherman, but way more accurate. So if you like to pick games or you simply just want to be in the know before anybody else, you are in the right place. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next edition of the Sports Forecasters Podcast. This is your host, Nathan, with my co-host, Nick Alvarez. As always, the same people we have never changed. How are you doing today?
1: Uh, a little disgruntled after looking at brackets and Joe Flacco going to the Eagles, but that's a whole other issue. We can get into that one later. I did
0: not know this. Yep, they signed him. I'm just like... Jalen Hurts will get hurt the first play of the season and you're going to have to ride on Joe Flacco's shoulders the rest of the year. Um, Maybe we'll have a top five pick then.
1: Or maybe we'll have that regardless. We'll see what happens there. (laughs) You might have that regardless. (laughs) But that's another subject for another day. We have some madness to disseminate and look at, Nathan. So let's recap how our brackets are looking after four days of, quite honestly, excitement. What did you have happening with your brackets, Nathan?
0: yeah so first off I I will say this I am on top of our little bracket challenge we got for this uh, podcast so remember the rules you got to beat us if you want to be a guest on this show so we'll see if that pans out but right now I I have a narrow lead we'll see if that even holds and how long it does but looking back there are things I did right there are things I did wrong and I kind of want to break that down here a little bit so first off so I can end on a more positive note, let's look at what I did wrong first, right? To get that out of the way. I really missed on the Pac-12. And I don't think I'm alone in saying that, but uh, we've said it on past shows. We just never really watched the Pac-12 play basketball because we have families, we have kids, we have full-time jobs. We're not staying up super late to watch the Pac-12 on the East Coast. So I I don't have much... Uh, let's say, data points on them to, to make a good evaluation. So I was just shocked to see how well they did, completely underrated them. I was really talking up the ACC as well during this uh, tournament. I had North Carolina going pretty far. I had Virginia Tech going pretty far. For example, clearly the ACC was awful and uh I don't even know if there's any ACC teams left, to be honest. Look at these brackets. But uh, it was just, I thought, yeah, this Florida State is the only one. But in Syracuse, Florida State and Syracuse are the only two. But I thought, like, North Carolina would make a little bit more noise. Uh, that didn't pan out. I thought Virginia Tech would make more noise. So I missed there as well, but not fully. I, I did get Syracuse correct and Florida State correct in the Sweet Six team. But I think one of the biggest things is the Big 12. I missed there. Oklahoma State, I mean, they were, they were my – that was my sleeper pick there to get to the championship, and they laid an egg against Oregon State. I mean they they were down twenty in the first half, and I I never lose confidence in this team because they've always they're a second half team. They always come back, and they did come back, but it was just too much to handle. The Pac twelve just seems completely um, unstoppable right now, so it, it's just. Bad matchup, bad timing, and they had a pack to bake. So that was a little disappointing. And then obviously seeing Texas uh, lose and many of these other Pac-12 teams lose is just slightly overrated. So like, But the one thing that I did nail was the Big Ten. For most of the season, I thought the Big Ten was going to be the best conference in this tournament. And at one point, I even said there will be two, maybe even three Big Ten teams in the Final Four. As we got closer to the selection show and as I started to watch them in the tournament or in their, their conference tournaments, I started to think much less of them. I thought they were probably the second best conference behind the Big 12. I, I definitely reflected the the Big 10 to do poorly in this tournament, but they were even doing more poorly than I projected. For example, I had Purdue losing in the second round. They lost in the first round. I had Ohio State losing in the second round. They lost in the first round. I had Illinois losing in this week sixteen. They lost in the second round. So I had Maryland losing right away. They bounced out in the second round. I did have Iowa going to the uh, Elite Eight. That was the big surprise. So I thought Iowa and Michigan would maybe represent the most out of all the Big Ten teams. Right now it just looks like Michigan has that best shot at at moving forward. The Big Ten was, was exposed. Um you know and during this COVID season when you really only play your your conference opponents and you don't really play the interconference. it's really hard to judge these teams and just looking at the style of play and i was watching all the conference tournaments just just watching the big ten play i it, they seem they seem much weaker than i anticipated them to be and that's why i had a lot of them bouncing early and i think that's the main reason why my bracket has done well in, in our in our little um bracket channels we're doing and also the one I'm doing at my work because obviously we live in Northwest Ohio it's Big 10 country and a lot of them had the Ohio States and the Iowa's and the Illinois is going very far and I had them being bounced early and and I did seem to hit that fairly well so that's where I found most of my success in in my bracket so far uh Nick what about you maybe what are some things that uh you missed and what are some things that you nailed
1: well to start things off what I miss was what you alluded to just at the end there i was high on the big 10 i fell for it and like you alluded to and we alluded to off air here it was just fool's gold for the pure fact there was no interconference play this season due to covid so we didn't see them match up very often against teams outside of the big 10 so in the big 10 in a vacuum they look great they look like juggernauts against each other look like they're just beating each other up and that had me buying into the hype. I felt like as a conference, they would do well. Fortunately, I did taper those expectations and I didn't go gun ho like you had described some of your co-workers. I did have some of them bouncing around the Sweet 16 area. So it didn't destroy my brackets, but I did not have a strong first day showing, which was frustrating to say the least. But fortunately, because I tapered those, it saved my bracket to where... I'm projected to score as many points as Nathan, but right now I'm trailing a little bit because the first round just kind of tore me up because I thought Big Ten teams, they can manage to get one win each, relatively speaking, and that was not the case. And then also something I missed on was, and I feel like the nation at large missed on, is the Pac-12. Who would have thought they would have done as well as they have up to this point? Winning as many games as they have and advancing as many teams as they have up to this point. It was just, shocking i will say the one thing i did hit on getting usc to the sweet 16 when i did that picking them over kansas i guess that's that's my one thing i hit on quote unquote that would have been unexpected but i mean Besides that, I feel like everything else I've hit on could be rationalized to be well within reason. The big thing I'm looking forward to, and I know I'm kind of jumping the gun here, is that Michigan Florida State game. That is not that any of these Sweet 16 games are not going to be fun to watch, but that one should be a really good one, or I hope it'll be a really good one. That kind of leads me to what we're going to hit next, folks. We're going to go into looking at who do we have left. And we're going to do another forecasting here. Just like we've talked about before, when things change, And the landscape changes just how it has here in this tournament. We're going to look at the Sweet 16, how it's currently comprised, and see who do we pick to move on. Now that won't change the brackets we did for our contest, but it's we're going to try to project who we think based on who is currently in, kind of like the second chance brackets they have on ESPN. We're going to do our second chance brackets based on the Sweet 16 contenders to see do we come up with the same Final Four. Which three of our four are still in and a new same champion, or do we change things? So Nathan, with this second chance opportunity or a second look at the new Sweet Sixteen, what do you have going on in the West region?
0: Not much changing here. The West was my uh most accurate. In fact, of all the games played in the West region, I've only missed one, and that was the Oregon, Iowa game. Other than that, I've nailed every single game up to this point. So As I always say, don't fix what's not broken, right? So gonzaga Creighton. this is uh, a Sweet 16 matchup that I had. I don't see any reason why Gonzaga's going to lose that game. They've been dominant all year. They've been dominant in this tournament. They've only lost one game by single digits this year, and that's to West Virginia, but I don't think West Virginia ever really loses single digits because of their scrappy defense. So anyway, so let's uh, jump to the next game. So Gonzaga's moving on. USC Oregon now we talked about how dominant the Pac-12 has been now we, we we get to a matchup in the Pac-12 so of course they're all moving forward so they're gonna have to match up here at some point so I had, I had USC Iowa playing and I had Iowa moving on but I'm gonna backtrack here I'm gonna look at both of these two teams uh, matching up and they've matched up once this year and USC won by 14 72 to 58 that plays a big role because I think at this point, it's all about matchups. Well, it's always all about matchups, but it's significantly more about matchups. And it's about discipline. And USC is a very disciplined basketball team. I was watching Oregon in that Iowa game. Oregon took advantage of a slower Iowa team, and they were just running up and down the court. They have a very scrappy defense. But at the same time, their defense isn't as great, and they tend to be careless at times. So, at this point of the tournament, I think that's going to be their downfall. They're going up against someone that knows them very well, unlike Iowa. So, I think USC does pull this off and does make it to the Elite Eight and face Gonzaga. And Gonzaga versus U- USC for the regional final in the West, I there's nothing that tells me Gonzaga's not going to continue to move forward in this tournament. So, I have Gonzaga beating USC to win the West region and make it to the Final Four. What are your takes on the West?
1: Uh, Very similar to you with the West. This was my most accurate region. So there wasn't a lot of change. I had three of the four making it to this point with Iowa being that lone exception. And for me, I'm going to keep Gonzaga. They're going to be Creighton. Just Gonzaga has been looking really good. They've been taking care of business. Not too much in terms of stumbling blocks going on in that department. And then this comes to USC, Oregon. A team that's familiar with each other, as you alluded to in February, played each other. Keeping it short and simple, I'm going to stick with USC. It was a team I felt strong about early on when we did our first-time tournament picks. I went away from them, and I'm coming back to them. So I believe they will face Gonzaga in the lead Eight, and I believe Gonzaga will make it to the Final Four. I'm going to stick with them as well. They haven't given me much reason to deviate from them. So that's our picks for the West region. Let's look at the East region. What did you have going on with East, Nathan?
0: Yeah, it gets a little bit tougher now. I feel like Florida State looked awfully impressive in Colorado, even though they had a scare in that first round to UNCG. Uh, at one point, I feel like you had to come from behind there, but they looked really good against a very hot Colorado team. So, and then Michigan, who squeaked by LSU. It seems like liver's injury is starting to catch up to them. This is really difficult for me because, <laughs> of course, you know, I'm like, do I follow my head or my heart here? Because... Uh, My head's telling me like, well, you know, we got to think about who's trending the right way. But my heart's telling me Michigan because I don't want to not believe in them anymore. They've come so far and they've done so well. So Michigan is my only exception to the Big Ten teams. Like, I feel like this team is legit. Even without Livers, I still think they're a very, very solid team in this, especially in this region. Florida State, I truly feel like that Colorado game was just a fluke game. I don't think that truly shows how great they are. And plus, seeing the rest of the ACC in this tournament and how poorly they've performed, I I can't just keep riding this Florida State train. I think it comes down to discipline and coaching, and and uh, and how good conferences are doing. And right now, both the Big Ten and the ACC are, are are down in this tournament. But a Michigan's much more disciplined and a better coach team, in my opinion. Florida State can get careless. At times, And I feel like with Michigan's defense, it's, it's one of the best in the nation. I feel like that will cause Florida State a lot of havoc and cause them to turn over. This is going to be a low-scoring game. This is going to be a battle. It's going to be back and forth. But I am going to stick with my guns. I think Michigan does prevail and lives for one more day. Jumping down the UCLA-Alabama game. Now, Alabama was a team that I thought was... Overhyped, overrated, they uh, really survived a scare to Iona. I honestly thought Iona was going to win that game for the majority of that game. It wasn't until about the 10-minute mark in the second half where Alabama finally started to pull away. And, you know, the back of my mind, I was like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Like this is the Alabama I thought was going to happen. Then they go up against a Maryland team, and while we all know Maryland right now, it's they're part of the Big Ten, <laughs> and I I just don't trust the big, much of the Big Ten at all, minus Michigan. They flew by them. Now they play a UCLA team who has been impressive. They've uh, beat Michigan State in the opening round. They they handled BYU easily. They destroyed Abilene Christian. But what I like about this team is how disciplined they are, and. People can get after them on defense and it doesn't phase them. They, because they always, I watched this Abilene Christian UCLA game and I was very intrigued to watch this game because I saw Abilene Christian versus Texas in person, by the way, which was an awesome game. I'm so glad we went to that game now, even though I was a little uh, disappointed we got it. It was one of the best games of the first round. But what made them win that game, I think it was the lowest scoring game of the first round, was. Their defense was so suffocating. They they force over twenty turnovers a game, which is in the top like three in the nation, and and Texas could not handle that. But when they applied that to UCLA, like it didn't phase them. UCLA was so impressive, and they were my initial uh, Pac-12 uh, championship pick before I flopped to Oregon. So uh, I still love this team a lot. It's the old Cincinnati coach, Cincinnati coach that coaches them, which. I think he did a really good job when he was in Cincinnati. And uh, he has a really good team. And I think they're trending the right way. The Pac-12 is trending the right way. I'm, I'm not going to forget about Bama's scare in the first round. I, I don't trust them. And I feel like Bama is scrappy. They're going to play good defense. But UCLA is going to control this game. And they're going to handle Alabama. And they're going to move on. So I've got Michigan versus UCLA. This is going to be the matchup of some amazing basketball. I'm going to look forward to this matchup if it occurs. Michigan versus UCLA, two very well coached teams, two very disciplined teams, and I love those two aspects going forward in this tournament. But I'm going to continue to stick with Michigan here. I I think the extra game that UCLA has played, they're going to start trending. You know, maybe a little bit more fatigue. They're going to be a little bit more careless, especially going up against that Michigan defense uh who's really good so i'm gonna bet michigan to win the east and go on to the final four uh what do you got
1: yeah the east right now another part of the bracket where i have fairly intact in terms of picks we made earlier the florida state michigan one was the one you and i projected the last show and this is really the one that kind of makes our bracket for our original picks like for our group contest to see which one of us will end up having more points because this will be a big swing one besides the other matchup but this is a more direct one and this Michigan Florida State like we said before I feel like this is going to be an excellent game it's going to be a superb game I mean at this point you're not going to have too many stinkers in terms of games so this one though it will be very interesting to see how they adapt. And I think the loss livers. this is where it catches up. Because Florida State does like the pressure. They do like to be in your face. I understand that Michigan is a quality team. They do take care of the ball. And I'm just going to stick with my guns, honestly. I really think I could see this game going either way with Michigan or Florida State. I won't be surprised if Michigan wins. But I originally picked Florida State to win. And I'm going to stick with my guns for that particular game. And just say Florida State's going to win it. Just be on the pure merit of that's who I said the first time. And I like to be right sometimes. Looking at the second game, UCLA-Alabama. UCLA has had an impressive run. However, Alabama's been a team I've been sticking with. I've been hitching my wagon to, and they haven't let me down. And like you said before, attrition's going to set in at some point with these teams. They are battling tough matchups. Granted, UCLA did blow out Albany Christian, but Alabama did that with Maryland as well. So with that in mind, I'm just going to stick with... What I had before with Alabama and Florida State making it to the Elite Eight—it's what I had before. I felt strongly about it, and I'm not going to second guess myself. Just like on an exam, you put it down the first time. A lot of times, your first instinct is what you stick with, and that's what I'm going to do here. And quite honestly, when we get to Florida State, Alabama, I think Florida State, just with their length, their defensive pressure, and Alabama's tendency to make mistakes here and there, I think that gives Florida State the small lead to go into the Final Four against Gonzaga. So. Bazaar and Florida State on that side of the bracket going against each other in the final four. What about the South region, Nathan? What do you have going on for the South region?
0: Yeah, before I get there, we uh, we completely disagree there on the East. So that'll be a little fun. Back and forth there uh, during the weekend when they play. So to the South, Baylor Nova. First off, completely surprised Nova's even here. Uh, All the injuries that they've had and uh, everything I said on this show last episode, I feel like that. You know, they're just they're just wanting to move on to next year, and they're all done with this year. But they have fight in them. They brought it to Winthrop, who I thought was going to win this game. They brought it to North Texas, who I thought they were going to go. And I had Winthrop versus Purdue here, so I completely whiffed on that. They had the luxury of playing a 12 seed and a 13th seed to get here. Now they get a 1 seed in Baylor, who has looked impressive this tournament so far. So I do think at this point, the fatigue and the injuries do come back. And uh, bite them in the in the behind, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 it'll cost them uh, probably moving forward here on out. I just think Baylor's playing too well, and they've got their full throttle of players. So Baylor moving on, Arkansas Oral Roberts, what a what a surprise to see Oral Roberts here, it's the second 15 seed ever to get to the Sweet 16. It would be awesome to see them move on. I think it's possible, uh, but I was really impressed with Arkansas against texas tech now end up being close at the end and that's what arkansas tends to do they tend uh let's say uh get streaky on cold or hot spells uh so um i think this one could be really close but i i do will pick arkansas to to move on um for roberts moves on that will be impressive but they, i mean they've, they've looked they've looked extremely good They've they've won really close games, Ohio State and Florida. But the fact that they haven't blown either of those teams out, who I think are completely overrated teams, both Ohio State and Florida, uh, I don't think Arkansas is overrated. I like this team a lot. So I have them moving on. So I have Baylor and Arkansas. Um, And this is where my biggest change is going to be. I'm going to pick Baylor to get to the Final Four. Uh, Arkansas, though they looked really good against Texas Tech, they just allow people to hang around. And against a team like Baylor, you can't can't do that. So – I'm going to pick Baylor to move on and, and to beat uh, Arkansas and to represent the South in the final four. What do you got?
1: Yeah. Villanova just has come out in this tournament and showed, like you said, they're not going to go belly up. They're going to give it their all. And I, they demonstrate that against Winthrop. Now I do believe the North Texas matchup was the best second matchup they could have ideally have in terms of teams to go against. So, that gave them a little more confidence and to find their identity. And honestly, that's what it feels like they've done since the Big East tournament is they just took time figuring out their team again, finding out who, who has what role. And they seem to be in a good stride and they seem to be putting it together at this point. Baylor, another team I wasn't too high on coming in. They just, they came in the tournament. They've been taking care of business. So Nova and Baylor, I'm going to go with Baylor in this one. North Carolina really let me down, so I, get, I just got to go with the cards that are here now, and I'm going to say Baylor's going to end up winning against Villanova. Villanova has made me made me regret giving up on them as soon as I have, but I think Baylor ends up putting them away for this season. Good run for them, but I think it ends here at the Sweet 16. Next, Arkansas and Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts, without a shadow of a doubt, the surprise of the tournament, in my opinion wrecked everyone's brackets for the most part 95 point i want to say two percent of brackets went from being perfect in that one shot or in that one game i should say great season but i see it ending here i think arkansas does enough to put them away they may arkansas may leave the door open for them the inch close but i also would not be surprised for it to be a blowout i know i'm playing both sides of the coin but that's kind of how arkansas plays they either blow the doors off you or They make it so nail-biting that you have nubs left. But I think Arkansas ends up winning that matchup. So we have Baylor versus Arkansas here for the Elite 8 matchup. And again, pick integrity in me wants me to stick with Arkansas. I believed in them at the beginning of the tournament. Yes, they let Texas Tech sneak back in, but Texas Tech wasn't a slough of a team. They are a legitimate team. They are a team that people had high hopes for and expectations. And I mean, they almost made it to Sweet 16. So Obviously, they didn't fall short in some regard to that. So I'm going to stick with Arkansas, making it to the Final Four, beating Baylor. How about the Midwest region, Nathan? The one that has caused complete chaos for everyone. What do you have going on in the Midwest?
0: Yeah. Uh, first off, uh, congrats to sticking with your guns. I, I folded on Arkansas there. Baylor's looked too good, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stick with Arkansas there. But um, I'm glad you did. We'll see. Uh, how they do. But jumping to the next region here. I mean, this is this is a mayhem region right here. <laughs> so, 3 of the 4 seed or 3 of the 4 teams are eight seed or lower. So, Loyola versus Oregon State. In some brackets I did, I had Loyola beat Illinois. I had in all my brackets I had Illinois losing in this round. I didn't think they'd get past the Sweet 16. Some I had them losing earlier to Loyola. So, Oregon State no way! I had him going this far because uh, obviously had Oklahoma State, going far. So uh, this is this is tough because Oregon State, they've been on a tear. They won the Pac-12 tournament. They're they look so good, but there's something about Loyola that you just can't pick against them. I mean, last time we had a tournament two years ago, Loyola made it to the final fours as eleven seed. They're back in it and they haven't slowed down at all. I mean, they're they're the They just look just as good, if not better. I mean, they they handled Illinois. Like, it wasn't even close. It was was a double-digit lead from the beginning, and it just never got past that. And so, it's hard for me to pick this game, but I'm going to go with Loyola. I think there's something magical about them. I think the Pac-12 will start to drop off a bit moving forward, but I'm going to go with Loyola to win this. They have... Business, unfinished business to take care of from last tournament, and I think that magic continues. The next game, Houston Syracuse. I mean, this is a typical 11- when Syrac- when there's an eleven in front of Syracuse in the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's an automatic Sweet 16 bid every time. There are eleven seed in this tournament. They whether they're a playing game or what, they're always finding a way. And this is why you alluded to this earlier. You know what? When, when you get to a college team, you know a, you do something really well, and and people can't figure it out. Like, you're going to go far. And Syracuse's 2-3 zone is just like that. But in, in in conference play, the rest of ACC teams see Syracuse all the time. They know this zone very well. They've studied so much film of it. They've had so much experience with it that they know how to break it. So that's why Syracuse's record is never the, the best. But they always find a way to get far in the tournament because they're facing teams that typically don't see a 2-3 zone. More specifically, Syracuse's 2-3 zone, which is a perfected zone. So that's why they're here. And the teams that I've noticed in the past that have really struggled with Syracuse's zones are very athletic, fast-paced, fast-break teams. San Diego State was that sort of team. West Virginia is that sort of team. Houston is that sort of team. And Houston doesn't play Syracuse all the time. I think Houston's a little overrated, um, almost got beat by probably the worst Big Ten team in this tournament. And they should have lost, but they came back and, and won. I mean, imagine if Rutgers have won. We'd have an, an 8, a 12, a 10, 11 <laughs> in the Sweet 16 in that region. It's unbelievable. But I think Syracuse is going to win, and I think they're going to win very easily. Uh, they're shooting lights out. They're hot right now. Buddy Bayheim is looking like one of the best players in the country. And I don't think Hughes is going to handle this zone very well. They're going to struggle like West Virginia, like San Diego State. And they're going to move on, I think, with ease. And it'll be Syracuse versus Loyola. Loyola's magic will continue. And I think Loyola does figure out that Syracuse zone um, because they figure everybody out immediately, regardless if they've ever played, never played them. If they can get past Oregon State, I, I don't see any reason they can't get past Syracuse. So I have Loyal beating Syracuse in the lead Eight matchup and going to the Final Four. Who do you got?
1: Well, look at you, mid-major, making it to the Final Four. Um, in the Midwest, this region was just hard in terms of picks. I think this is where a lot of everyone's pick'em brackets have suffered the most, a lot of different things going on. As you mentioned before, Oregon State, a phenomenal tear especially behind the arc they've been sinking it and doing a great job of just making te- punishing teams honestly just making those shots and getting up big and making teams lose their identity and they know what they want to be and they're going to do it Loyola I didn't have much faith in coming into the tournament but they've definitely done their homework they've put their nose to the grindstone so to speak and just taking care of business they've done a great job them and Oregon State that should be a fascinating game to see how those styles come together and with time to study film I feel like both teams will come in with a game plan to take out the best punch of the other and to have the best counter they can come up with but in the end I think Oregon State will find a way to sneak past Loyola and end up in the Elite Eight on the other side Syracuse does have a very good zone and they have been shooting phenomenal. Had they been the next day or only one day in between, I feel like Syracuse would blow the doors off of Houston. However, because there's time for preparation, time to get things figured out. Yes, I know Beheim is a legendary coach and he has figured a lot of teams out and and he sticks to what he knows and he has his team executed very well. I had Houston go to lead day. And i'm going to stick to those guns i think houston finds a way around syracuse even though syracuse is playing well i think houston with the time and preparation that they have will find a way around syracuse and make it to the lead eight and then i have oregon state against houston i feel like oregon state will keep firing away i didn't have houston making it to the final four i'm not going to sneak them in now i'll have oregon state making it so i have one pac 12 team Ending up in the final four because all the others I've eliminated through some other reason or rationale. So I'll put Oregon State in the final four. Leaving that side of the bracket being Arkansas versus Oregon State for that matchup. So Nathan, let's remind the audience of our final four. Who are your final four based on this reseeded or repicked Sweet 16 bracket?
0: Yes, yeah, so on the left side, my, my two teams stay the same. I got Gonzaga and Michigan. But on the right side, I did change a little bit. Instead of Arkansas, I'm picking Baylor now. Instead of Oklahoma State, because they're obviously eliminated, I am now picking the mid-major, Loyola, Chicago University. And your
1: final four were? My final four stayed the same on the left side of the bracket, Gonzaga and Florida State. Kept them there, stayed pat. And on the other side of the- of the bracket i stuck with arkansas and i brought up Oregon state because illinois is out so i have to I had to go with someone new so who do you have winning nathan
0: yeah so we only match on one right now and that's gonzaga the other three we, we disagree on so gonzaga michigan i'm going to stick with my guns here those are the two regions i've done the best on so let's just continue to stick with um, what i've been what i've been guessing uh nothing slowing gonzaga down they're gonna win um and they're gonna move on to the championship now let's go to the more interesting matchup that I have. I have uh, Baylor and Loyola. Like I said, Loyola's got unfinished business, and this is f- the furthest I have Baylor going. Um, I think they've looked good, but I do ultimately think the Big 12 is a little overrated. And I think Loyola is legit. They may have the best coach in this tournament, if not the nation. I, I Who knows? I mean, they were here two years ago as an 11 seed, you know, and now they're here again. You know, this reminds me of like Brad Stevens, like Brad Stevens' Butler team. This is what this reminds me of. And he was the best coach in those tournaments. And now look at him. He's coaching the Boston Celtics. Like Loyola Chicago is that new Butler team who goes to back-to-back uh, Final Fours. And I think Loyola moves on. I think they beat Baylor. And and they play in the championship. I know that sounds crazy. But like I said, it's happened before with Butler. And why can't it happen again, you know? And so I have Gonzaga and Loyola in the championship. By the way, to my audience out there, this is what my wife picked to be in the championship right championship right now. <laughs> and when she picked that, I, I, I tried not to laugh at her. But here I am repicking the Sweet 16, and I have her championship <laughs> pick in my finals. So this is crazy. I, I regret any sort of... Uh, any sort of uh, laughter that I that I made inside my little head, but I'm going with my wife. You know they they always say your wives are never wrong, so I have to I have to go all in with what my wife said. Gonzaga versus Loyola, and Gonzaga prevails and wins the national championship and goes undefeated. Who do you got?
1: Well, I have three of my four coming back, just mostly sticking to my guns, even though matchups may have changed along the way. I have Gonzaga versus Florida State. Gonzaga prevails they just have everything going in their favor and I believe they'll make the national championship from that side Arkansas and I have Oregon State making it on that side I have Arkansas actually winning that matchup I just at some point Oregon State's going to hit that wall I think they luck out with the region they're in based on who's left and everything. And they made it to the final four. But I believe Arkansas ends up beating Oregon State at that point. So now I have Gonzaga and Arkansas going against each other. I have Gonzaga versus Arkansas in the national championship. And I'm going to stick with the Bulldogs. Gonzaga, I believe, they finished the season, win that championship. Yeah. So in the end, Nathan and I ended up sticking with the same champion, which, I mean, probably isn't too big of a surprise. If your champion isn't eliminated, for the most part, I would say pretty well everyone picking would stick with their champion whoever they thought whoever they felt strong for
0: yeah i i the left side i think is of that bracket is going to be pretty uh, predictable uh it's just that right side i, I mean like i said if Rutgers would end up holding that lead to houston that that bottom right region would just be unbelievably difficult <laughs> or unbelievably uh chaos right now and who knows what to expect there but um I'm on the loyal bandwagon. I think Gonzaga is going to finish the season undefeated. And uh, I'm excited. A whole weekend of basketball games. So I'm looking forward to it. But I'll be watching it from home. I'm not going back to Indy for those.
1: We're going to put a bow on this episode. Any final words, Nathan, before we wrap this up?
0: No. Let's uh, continue March Madness. I love this time of year.
1: Yes. And I can't be understated how. Grateful we are to only have one game that was affected. Wish it was no games affected by COVID, but it was great to see that the tournament, for the most part, ran pretty smooth, went pretty well as planned. And so hopefully it continues that way and we can enjoy more of March Madness and see our champion crown, whether it's the one we pick or someone else. We'll see how it unfolds. But for now, we'll see who makes it to the Final Four. So until we talk to everyone next time, thank you for tuning in. This has been Nathan Singer. Nick Alvarez, we are the Sports Forecasters, and we'll see you next time.